It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can win the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. After an uneventful week in free agency, we don't have a ton of news to get to, so we are going to focus our efforts today on the NFL Draft. It is Mock Draft Monday, a new Mock Draft out at the Draft Network. We're going to spend the second half of the show talking in a big way about that. But before we get to that, over the weekend, some stuff happened, and and you know there are there are going to be times where we can talk about Will Redmond re-signing with the Packers. He did that. There are going to be times, I suppose, we can talk about how the Packers are going to fill the void at fullback with Danny Vitale going to the New England Patriots. These are not questions I'm particularly concerned about at this moment in time, and I don't think that you are particularly concerned about those questions. You have a lot bigger fish to fry right now. We all do. And even in the, the grand scheme of things, when it comes to sports, which is a small thing in the true grand scheme of things, these are small potatoes. Now, the question about the Packers improving the roster, that is a big question facing the team, and it is one that fans are asking around Cheesehead Nation right now, especially when over the weekend... Emmanuel Sanders signed a two-year, $16 million deal with the Saints, $8 million per year. And what was really interesting was there were conflicting views on whether or not this was a good deal for the Saints or whether they overpaid. When the New Orleans Saints sign a deal to get Emmanuel Sanders, to bring in a veteran, we inevitably get these conversations about the Packers and whether or not they're bringing in proven NFL players, this idea of bringing in a proven veteran. And this is something that is on the mind of the Packers. It was, according to Rob Domofsky at ESPN, their plan to bring in a free agent pass catcher and a pass catcher, at least one, in the draft. And the reason for doing that is you have someone who you think is a proven commodity. They come to your team. You you believe you can rely on them from the jump. And then you go to the draft and you find someone who you think could be, someone who projects to be a useful player, but the draft is, as we know, a crapshoot, right? And and this is a very intuitive idea. You go to free agency, you sign a legitimate NFL player, someone that we have seen perform in the NFL, and we have to evaluate them 
just the same as a college prospect in terms of what have they done, what can they do, but the context is different. You go and look at an NFL player in free agency and you get to compare apples to apples. You get to compare an NFL player playing against other NFL players versus a college player who could be on a given week going up against future insurance salesmen and UPS drivers. No offense to those guys. They're just not NFL cornerbacks or receivers or defensive ends or whatever it is. So it is theoretically, this is all now a a philosophical thought exercise. In theory, it is a more relevant set of data points. But the reality is that's not true, particularly when it comes to receivers. So this is interesting. So Steve Kine, the general manager of the Cardinals, had this quote at the Combine. He said, any contract that's been over $5 million the last 10 years has had a success rate of about 40%. That's any contract. So I went back and looked. And I went back and looked at the 2019 receiver class, the free agent class, 10 receivers signed a contract worth at least $5 million or more average annual value. Only four of those 10 posted a pro football focus grade above 70. That's 40%. In 2018, there were 13 receivers who signed for $5 million average annual value or more. And again, just four posted a pro football focus grade of 70 or higher. In fact, barely half of those 13, seven players, even fell inside the top 90 graded receivers that season. So, Over the the last two off-seasons, the receiver hit rate in free agency has actually been below that 40% number that Steve Kime put out there. Now, what is the hit rate in the draft? This is a question we talk about all the time. Draft picks are coin flips, and most draft picks are bad, and especially as rookies, and most draft picks in general are not very good. What is the hit rate at receivers? So Pro Football Focus did a study, and they wanted to find out how good the NFL is at parsing who is good and who isn't at different positions. Is the NFL better at evaluating certain positions than others? And and what they found was, yes, it is better at separating talent at different positions. It is, for example, very good at identifying who is good at the cornerback position. But at the linebacker position, for instance, they're not good at parsing talent, okay? At the receiver position, the odds of hitting on a receiver in the 65th percentile, so that is their cutoff point for a capable starter, the 65th percentile. Now, you're using their pro football focus grade, so your mileage on that may vary. In the first two rounds of the NFL draft, the hit rate is above 50-50, You have a better than 50% chance, so a better chance than not, of hitting on a capable starter if you use a first or second round pick on a receiver. And even if you use a third round pick, the rate is actually better, 41% to hit on a capable starter than it would be, according to Steve Kimes' analysis, 
that 40% number, you're more likely, even in the third round, to hit on a capable starter than you are in free agency. And it's much cheaper to draft a receiver than to pay that $5 million or more for an older player. In short, the idea of a proven veteran in free agency is a misnomer. It's just not a thing. If fewer than half of the players that you would theoretically sign in free agency hit, and you could take a player in the first two rounds, and historically, it is the case that you have a better than 50-50 chance to hit on that player, then it makes more sense to do so in the draft because you're getting a younger player, you're getting a cheaper player, and you're getting better chances of success. Now, the question about can they help in 2020 is a valid one, and it is one that I think is worth discussing. But you look at what happened last year. And I I wrote about this for Acme Packing Company. Please go read the article. I went back and I looked at just the 2019 class. If you look at just the receivers taken in the first two rounds, right, just the first two rounds, Hollywood Brown, Nikhil Harry, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, McCole Hardman, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Paris Campbell, Andy Isabella, D.K. Metcalf. So even without waiting, and generally speaking, we want to give draft picks three seasons before we decide who they are. But even without waiting, half of those guys are already useful players. Hollywood Brown, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, and D.K. Metcalf, four of those nine were major cogs in offenses that went to the playoffs. And McCole Hardman was a Pro Bowl special teams player as a returner and an all-time scary, especially for a rookie, gadget player on a playoff team. That's better than 50%. Now, Paris Campbell had some injuries. He wasn't able to get on the field as much. Andy Isabella, same kind of deal. And Nikhil Harry never quite got on the same page with Tom Brady. He also dealt with some injury issues. And J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, he had some injury issues as well, dealt with, was not able to contribute to the Eagles even when they had their receiver problems. But a lot of this is fit and situation, and that's, that's real in any rookie scenario. Okay, so just that one season, you can see all of these players coming in and contributing right away. Nikhil Harry next year could flourish. So could Paris Campbell, Andy Isabella. You don't think Paris Campbell in an offense with the Colts and Phillip Rivers with his speed and playmaking with the ball in his hands could be useful? I mean, it was going to take him a little while because he's a raw player. And this takes a little bit. But receivers are more capable than ever of coming into the league and contributing. And we saw it last year. The Packers can find a player in the draft. And and it turns out they actually have, in aggregate, over the course of history, recent history, recent history says they have a better chance of finding that so-called proven player in the draft. They're just not actually proven. What you want is a useful player. So where do you go to get a useful player? The past is the past. But if you want to project forward, which is what you have to do, when you sign a free agent contract, you are not paying for past performance. You are paying for future performance. You don't get any return on an investment for time gone by. You don't get that money. And what you get is a return on your future investment. You sign a contract now. 
Your return is what happens in the future. So if we're looking at the players who can help you in the future, it turns out the draft is the better place not just to get better ROI because you're going to get better value if a rookie on a rookie deal hits, but it's actually more likely in a vacuum regardless of cost that you're going to find a good player in the draft. If you've been a listener to this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Packers is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Packer fans just like you. And it's a difficult time right now. The economy is uncertain. Our jobs and our lives are uncertain. At Locked On Packers, we want to help. And so we are going to give special rates to advertisers who come on board right now. We want to support local businesses to bring attention to your business. We want to help you and in turn help us. Unlike any other podcast, Locked on Packers gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners and not just any podcast listener, a Locked on Packers podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Packer fans, and we have already sent out the word on Twitter without any cost, send me a DM on Twitter and we want to promote your business. But if you want to be a Locked On Packers partner, then text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising or you can send me a note on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski and we'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Let us help you in this difficult time. Our audience wants to support local businesses. They want to support you. I want to support you. So support us, and we will support you as best we can, and together we can make it through this difficult time. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777. Visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash advertising or send me a DM on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. We look forward to hearing you. We look forward to hearing from you. We look forward to serving you, to supporting you, and to helping you be a part of the Locked On Podcast family. The reopening is right around the corner, and there's a chance that no one has seen your balls in months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball fro. Would you show up on the first day of school without a haircut? Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Do you really want the next person to see your down there hair to think you weren't expecting anyone to see it? No one wants that. The Lawnmower 3.0 is the best hygiene tool for the modern man. Because of their ceramic blade and skin safe technology, your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post quarantine life. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, water resistant, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver, the perfect one to punch to keep your one to punch fresh all day long. Subscribers to the Peak Hygiene Plan get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer stays 
fresh and clean so you can too. There is a light at the end of the tunnel, so treat yourself for making it through quarantine with the Lawnmower 3.0. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the promo code locked on. So Jordan Reed, friend of the show, put out his mock draft for Mock Draft Monday on the Draft Network. And it is one that I am, I have to say, a pretty big fan of. And I know that it's not going to please everyone. And I understand that. And and that's sort of life in this world. You're never going to please everyone. The, the big positions that I think fans want addressed. They want a linebacker. They want a receiver. And really, they don't see, seem to care as much about offensive line. Uh, but those two positions are met. In the first round, Jordan has the Packers taking Zach Bond, the Wisconsin linebacker. Can play a little off ball, can play a little inside, outside, can do a little bit of everything. You know, I was joking last week that for those who wanted Clay Matthews, why not draft Zach Bond? If he's available, of course, he has to be there. And we've gone through the cases for Zach in previous podcasts. But because of the way Mike Patton wants to play, give him that 20-30% of snaps on the inside in a true 3-4 base defense. And then the other 20-25% of times that Mike Patton wants to play that that one, it's really a one, three and a half. Um, but it's one defensive lineman, three outside linebackers. And then you've got seven behind. It's it's one, four, six technically, but it's not really. With three outside linebackers and an inside linebacker. Well, you can play Christian Kirksey as that inside linebacker. And Zach Bond is one of those outside linebackers. And he can mug the A-gaps. He can play outside as a pass rusher. He can rush inside. He's one of the best pass rushers in this draft full stop. But he has the versatility to play off the ball as well. So you're killing two birds with one stone. All of this discussion over the last few years as Kyler Fackrell, you know, sort of waned and waxed as someone who could make an impact for the Packers defense was, well, just move him off ball, play him inside. I mean, I, I still get notes about whether Rashawn Gary should play inside. The answer is no. And we have to end this discussion. Rashawn Gary is not an inside linebacker. He is an outside linebacker. But Zach Bond can be both. He can be a versatile player who plays inside, outside. Think Desmond Bishop, someone who excels rushing the passer, but can also play off the ball. I love the fit. Now that they have Christian Kirksey especially, I have re-zeroed in on Zach Bond as a potential target. For me, I think he he can be the best line, true linebacker position player in this draft. He is linebacker one for me, not, not number one edge, but in terms of off-ball linebackers, he's number one for me because of that positional versatility. He can play inside, he can play outside, and I think Mike Patton would love to have a player like that play a little bit of everywhere. Okay, they didn't get a pass catcher. Bummer. But we just talked about this. Even if it takes until the third round to get that pass catcher, they can find someone who is just as likely, if not more, to hit for the Packers. So Jordan picked Michael Pittman Jr. And I can I can already feel a lot of fans pulling back. And, and one of the reasons I think is inherently the, the problem with this process because for a long time, for weeks, 
if you use the draft network mock draft, you could get Michael Pittman late on day three, like sixth, seventh round even. I mean, late into the hundreds. And so, you know, a week or two ago, I posted a mock draft that had Michael Pittman in the second round. And I had fans going, well, but you could have you waited until day three to get him. And I just don't think that's true. I don't think it was ever true. But especially after he goes to the combine, plays extremely well in terms of his testing, not plays, he tests well and looks fluid in drills. If you go back and watch the tape, Michael Pittman Jr. versus Utah is a first-round pick all damn day. He's a really, really good football player. And there are some overlap in skill sets with Alan Lazard. And, and that's fine to me. I don't care. I know that Matt LaFleur has talked about wanting to be a basketball team. You want your point guard, your shooting guard, your small forward, your power forward. And I think no question Devontae Adams is your shooting guard. He can handle the ball. He can score. He can shoot. He can do a little bit of everything, play outside, play in the slot. You've got Alan Lazard. He's your power forward. He can get you rebounds. He can get you dunks. He can play defense. He can box out. And what you want, I think theoretically, is a point guard. That's what a lot of people want. They want that Jalen Rager type, that Henry Ruggs type, that K.J. Hamler type. But if those players are not available, someone like Michael Pittman Jr., who has the size, you know, at 6'4", 220-plus, who runs 4'5", low 4'5s, who can jump, who's got soft hands, who can run those inbreakers, who can create down the field, who can run after the catch. He has the ability to give you Al Lazard in the slot, Devontae Adams in the slot, and have some flexibility to play guys a little bit everywhere. If you're worried about the tight end position, who is going to be the tight end? Well, if you want to split that tight end out, You can use someone like Lazard or Michael Pittman as that sort of joker tight end, big slot type. And if that's not good enough, in the third round, Jordan Reed has the Packers picking up Washington tight end Hunter Bryant. And he's a guy who is on tape especially, extremely athletic, did not test as well as I think some people expected him to. He didn't come in as big as I think some people expected him to be. I don't know that he's going to be high on the Packers draft board, but in terms of getting value for him in the third round, I mean, I love that. You watch him. There's some H-back in him. What if he is you know, sort of the non-blocking version of Kyle Juszczyk? Someone that you can leak out. Someone that, that you can create opportunities for. Get him the ball in space. On linebackers, he's going to beat linebackers in one-on-one coverage. And if you get him the ball in space, he can create big plays. He is a very talented offensive player. And this is the draft that fans have been calling for. This is the draft. Reload that skill position. Use those first two picks on players that Aaron Rodgers can throw the ball to. And as I've said many times before, these guys come in more ready than ever to contribute at the NFL level. I love NFL bloodlines with Michael Pittman has, and this kind of draft would just be a home run as far as I'm concerned. Matt Williamson brings the scouts perspective to the Locked On NFL podcast. You got to talk 2018 quarterbacks. Josh Allen has the best quarterback record aside from Lamar Jackson, but the lowest completion percentage other than Josh Rosen he's just been a complete garbage for the most part when he's been allowed to play yeah let's throw a couple nuggets out on Allen and I know he's a lot bigger 
a lot stronger, but he kind of reminds me of early career RG3. What's kind of remarkable about Allen is he is so gifted, and he got better, I thought, this past year, which is encouraging with the anticipatory throws and the touch of his throws. But his deep ball passing is like the worst in the league. Hear Matt with co-host Brian Peacock every day on Locked On NFL. Subscribe or follow today wherever you get your podcasts. Now, I put out a draft, and not everyone loved it. I'm not going to lie, not everyone loved it. And you can go to my Twitter feed and see it. I was I was sort of bored on Saturday night, and you know there's no sports, and you can't go anywhere, you can't see anyone. So I you know I had a couple soda pops. I had a couple, I think it was glasses of wine probably, and maybe a couple beers too. Who knows? Listen, it's we're on lockdown here. And I thought, okay, let's go do this. Let's do a mock draft. And I get there at 30, and who is sitting there but Justin Herbert? Now, I know, I understand, I am more in on Justin Herbert than most listeners, than most media people. I think Justin Herbert is an extremely talented player. I think he's a a no doubt top five pick, and I would I would take him easily in the top five if I'm the Chargers, if I'm the Panthers, if I'm the Dolphins, and and he is there. I'm not saying he's take him over Burrow or Tua, but I I think he's closer to those guys than most people realize. And we've we've talked on this show about the circumstances under which I am comfortable taking a quarterback. This is one of those times. If Justin Her- Jordan Love falls. Not interested. It's not enough value add. Justin Herbert is a special talent. And is he ready right now? No. But in a Matt LaFleur offense, a play-action offense, when he can throw strikes down the field and push the ball, man, I love it. I love the fit. It was too much value to pass up. And then, you know, at 62, I got a player that I think is a first-round talent. As you're at Cleveland, you have your long-term starter at right tackle. All right, fans are nervous because no linebacker, no receiver so far. Remember what we talked about in the first segment. Even a third-round pick has a 40% chance, a 41% chance, in fact, of being a quality starter. Now, Brian Edwards, the South Carolina receiver who's coming off a leg injury and has not been able to work out for teams, if he were healthy, he'd be a top 50 player. I get him in the third round at 94 and if I think he's really a second-round talent, then I'm banking that he's a better than 50-50 chance to come in and be a useful starter. In the fourth round, I get Devin DuVernay from Texas, someone who can play that Tyler Irvin role. You amplify it a little bit. You give him those jet screens. You give him bubble screens. You let him return kicks. And maybe you even play him in the backfield a little bit. There's so many things you can do with an athlete like that. Okay, no linebacker so far, but I get Tanner Muse. Someone who can come in and be the Raven Green, the Ibrahim Campbell. And he's got the kind of freaky athletic ability that you look for if you're the Packers. And the Packers do look for. Now, beyond that, you're just taking lottery shots. You're just taking swings. Darius Anderson is a player the Packers showed some interest in at the Combine. Jed Anderson, he can he can return kicks. He can be your third down back. John Runyon is a guy late in the draft. And in the seventh round that I got, he fits all of the, the athletic markers that the Packers life like. NFL bloodlines, and then at the end, Joe Reed, another gadget-type receiver player who can do a little bit of everything for you. And then, you know, in between, Josiah Scott, the cornerback, Michael Walker, the linebacker, 
I'm not worried about the linebacker position because I don't think the Packers care that much. I don't care that much. You can find them. And and the Packers, I think, are gonna are gonna roll with Christian Kirksey and be happy about it. So that was the draft that I put out there. If you don't like it, let me know. If you do like it, also let me know. Speaking of letting me know, you want to hit me up on Twitter, you can do that, Peter underscore Bukowski, because we're gonna be back tomorrow. We got a lot more to talk about. And the draft is a month away now. A month away. So the draft is going on as scheduled. I know that this is an uncertain world, uncertain times, but the NFL draft is moving forward as of this moment. I don't see any reason, frankly, for it to be pushed because they don't have to do it in person. They could they could do it in a Slack channel. They could work from home just like everyone else is doing right now, and you can have the NFL draft that way. So that's giving everyone a little bit of normalcy. It means it's giving us plenty to talk about. So I'm going to get an interview this week. I got a lot of great feedback on the Joe Thomas interview. If you haven't listened to that, go back and do it. Thank you so much for supporting us and and supporting Joe, who's a Wisconsin boy. And I know that not everyone is commuting these days. Uh, You're you're sitting at home, but you still have time in the shower. You still have time. You're doing your at-home workout or whatever it is. Carve out a little bit of time and check us out. You can use your Bluetooth device, your OK, your your Google Home. I won't say the, the phrase because my Google device will turn on. I won't say the Alexa phrase because yours will turn on. I understand that. But check us out there. Uh, keep supporting us because we are keeping up the content. We are keeping it going for you. Subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. Leave us a review. Help other people find us. People are still listening. The podcast world is still alive and well. Even though there's no live sports, we are still doing the thing for you each and every day. Anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do it, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers. for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite MLB team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.